Well, hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Called to Confidence. I have something a little different for you today. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to read my book, The Girl in the Garage, Three Steps to Letting Go of Your Past to You. Now, in case you're new to the show or new to me and my story, the story that I've written is very PG. But if you have small children in the room, you may not want to have to explain to them some of the things in the book. So I would suggest that you either listen later when they're not around or put in some earbuds. Also, you might want to grab a notebook and a pen. My book is written workbook style. So as I'm reading this to you, I'm going to guide you into those sections and prompt you. And um, hey, this is going to be a great time. If you are struggling with confidence and self-worth issues, I've got you covered. All right, let's do this. What if the only thing standing in the way of changing your life was having the confidence you need? I found there's three areas you need to be confident in in order to succeed. Your mind, your faith, and your leadership. One or all three of these areas will always be in play. You are listening to Call to Confidence. I'm your host, Sharon Hughes, and confidence looks good on you. The Girl in the Garage, Three Steps to Letting Go of Your Past To my amazing children, Sierra, Chad, and Cody, you are my why the reason I keep fighting. Forward. This book is small, but mighty. It will change your life if you let it. It's imperfectly perfect, just like me, and needed to be written anyway. I'm not an expert with letters behind my name. I'm just a woman on a mission to share the truths with you that set my heart and soul free, so yours can be too. May he give you what your heart desires, and fulfill your whole purpose. Psalms 24. As you read and apply the things I share, it's important to remember to think about what's true, not just what you think is true or is kind of true. If you remember nothing else I say to you, please remember to stay in the truth, always. We'll go deeper into that later. I finally have words for what sat silently in my soul, longing to be spoken. It's with deep gratitude I thank my friends that walked with me, influenced and encouraged me not to give up. Cheryl Turner, who walked with me through hell and the birthing of many dreams in her gorgeous tea room. Lady Bars for answering the phone, always, and wiping countless tears at her kitchen table. Pastor Greg Curtis for seeing beyond my brokenness and believing in me. Mike Foster for being brave and raw while speaking words my heart desperately needed to hear. All of you made this leg of the journey bearable. Introduction As I write this book, I pray for you, the one holding it in your hands right now. However this landed in your hands, know that you matter more than you can imagine. You are valuable and God sees you. He hasn't forgotten about you. You may be angry with him, and that's okay. He knows what happened that brought you to this place, and he knows what your heart needs. Maybe what you've been through makes you doubt there could even be a God that cares about you. 
I understand that completely. And if we were sitting together right now, I'd hug you tight. You don't have to believe in God for this book to change your life. You don't have to believe in God to be worthy or enough. The truth is, right where you are, you are enough and you matter. I pray you know that the Creator divinely created you for a purpose. You are truly loved and completely wanted. Whatever you've been through, the core of this book is, what are you believing about yourself and is it true? You don't have to go through abuse and trauma to find yourself believing lies about who you are, who you're meant to be, and what you're capable of. The steps I outline will walk you through how to break up with the past, lies, and self-worth issues that have kept you a prisoner in your own life. This book is designed for you to write in it, and I encourage you to do so. Writing or brain dumping helps get all the ugh out of your mind so that you can begin processing your own aha moments, find your truths, and let go of the yuck. Getting to this place of healing and wholeness has been a long journey for me, and I've written this book so you don't suffer with brokenness for decades like I did. I don't think I took my first full breath until I was 47. Yeah, that surprises me too. It's a long time to hold your breath. This is the book I needed 25 years ago. Take a deep breath. It's your time now to be you. Completely you. Beautifully you. Unashamed you. Are you ready? Let's go get your breakthrough. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Psalm 24. Part 1. A Foundation of Lies. Chapter 1. I Lost Myself from the Beginning. It took decades to discover, kind of like an archaeological dig, the unearthing and uncovering of who I am. Who I thought I was, the girl in the garage, I wasn't. I never was. She's a belief system that represents the lies that crept quietly into my life from five years old and took me hostage when I was 16 on Halloween night, 1982. The lies were my constant companion, so I hardly noticed them until they wrecked havoc on my life and I came undone. From the start, I want you to know you're not alone in how you think and what you've believed about yourself. I've spoken to so many people that are wounded from their childhood, families, lovers, and the world around them. They carry around blame and shame as if they should have known better when there's no possible way they could have. The first takeaway here is don't get caught up in the I should have known better belief. This book is all about breaking free and no longer beating yourself up for the mistakes you've made or for what has been done to you. Living out of focus. At birth, we arrive in this place so small, so fragile, so extremely human so vulnerable to the world and all it has to offer. Our lives are meant to be a grand adventure full of rocket ships and castles built out of cardboard boxes. And suddenly, to our surprise, we've slipped away from the sweet simplicity of our childhood and our cardboard dreams are gone. We've exchanged them for something we probably didn't really even want, but bought because that's what was expected of us. 
In trying to survive and, nav and navigate our identity, we've lost focus on what matters and what is truly true about ourselves. We've started wearing glasses with lenses that are out of focus and blurry. We've been taught to believe what we see by society. But when what we see is out of focus and blurry, then what? If you're anything like me, one day you realize this whole messy tamale is not what you signed up for. It may have been years of events that led you here, or that one major poop storm, keeping it clean, people. Nonetheless, here you are. Now what? It's time to take the blurry out of focus glasses off and find your focus, which is you. Focusing on you and getting whole is a healthy choice, not a selfish choice, when you're overcoming brokenness. Throughout this time together, we'll be focusing on amazing you. Yeah, it's scary, but I'm here with you and I totally understand how hard it is to focus on yourself. I struggled with that for a really long time. Let's talk about how those blurry, out-of-focus glasses landed on your face to begin with and how you lost yourself. If you're dealing with parental abuse or neglect, in most cases we believe our parents to be truth bearers and guardians of all things good. The truth is, if they abused you, neglected you, or someone else you trusted did, they're probably just as wounded and possibly were abused too. Typically, that's how broken patterns of thinking, abuse, and neglect get passed on. The broken people don't know what they don't know and are stuck in a pattern of behavior and false beliefs they're not even aware of. I promise I'm not excusing anyone that hurt you with bad choices that are clearly illegal, immoral, abusive, neglectful, or even hurtful. Believe me, I had my go-around with forgiving the people I trusted, and I haven't excused them. At the end of the day, we are all accountable for our own actions. I found forgiveness is a process, but takes time, and I have moments where I am angry with them all over again. Mike Foster, founder of People of the Second Chance, who I consider to be the authority on loving ourselves, letting go of shame, and breaking unhealthy patterns said, Sometimes you have to say F you before you can say, I forgive you. Thanks, Mike. He's absolutely right. We need to allow ourselves to be angry. Shoving the hurt down doesn't help. Normal is just a setting on the dryer. The way you were raised became your normal. As a kid growing up, you had dis if you had dysfunction, in the shape of emotional, physical, or sexual abuse from a young age, you probably didn't know that your parents were dysfunctional. You couldn't have known the truth about who you are, that their behavior is about them, not you, because there's no reference point of normal to compare them to. This is one of the ways the pattern of a broken self-worth begins. Unless you become aware of how their thinking and behaviors were wrong, and didn't believe the lies about yourself. The lies could have been in the form of unspoken words, withholding love, manipulation, or the act of abuse itself. Unfortunately, as small children, we haven't developed critical thinking skills yet, and we tend to believe what the grown-ups around us tell us. Saying, I wasn't good enough, 
along with emotionally, sexually, and physically abusing me as what I thought was normal, but was actually, obviously, a toxic pattern of belief. This is what I mean about it creeping in. All of a sudden, it's there, and you almost can't remember a time it wasn't. Looking back over my 53 years on the planet, I realize I've only scratched the surface of who I am. In my first 35 years, I'm sure I would have argued I knew exactly who I was, but I had indeed unknowingly lost myself. The funny thing is, you don't know you've lost yourself until a time comes that causes you to question everything you know to be true and you begin the journey of self-discovery. I lost myself from the start. My identity crisis began in childhood. You may have lost yourself at a different time and for a different reason than I did. It could have been a toxic boyfriend, spouse, friends, parents, extended family, or boss. It could have also stemmed from a traumatic event in your life such as a death, divorce, an accident, sexual assault, being in combat, being bullied, homelessness, losing your job, or even witnessing a crime. When did you first realize you had lost yourself in a sea of lies of who you are? Or are you just discovering that now? This is the first question that you need to answer in your workbook, friends. Moving on. Maybe you didn't go through any of the things listed above but find yourself still struggling and can't figure out what's wrong. Living with low self-worth might show up like this in your life. Comparing yourself to others, gossiping, overspending, trying to fit in by doing things that go against your values, numbing out with drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, eating, or sex, a lack of healthy emotional boundaries, Hurting yourself with cutting or eating disorders. Lying, stealing, and cheating to cover up your problems. Here's the next question. Have you struggled with any of these? If so, write out how it started. I want to remind you, this is a shame-free zone. This is your personal workbook to let go of all the junk you've been carrying around it's time for you to be redeemed. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. Emphasis added. Notice the Lord says you are his, and he promises when you go through trials, they will not destroy you. Add your name in and declare it like a prayer out loud over your life. Okay, friends, I'm going to read this verse to you and have you put your name in. So we'll just use the name Kate. I don't know why I just like that name. So I'm going to read the verse to you, and I'm going to replace wherever it said you in that verse with the name Kate. Fear not, for I have redeemed Kate. I have called Kate by name. Kate is mine. When Kate passes through the waters, I will be with her. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm Kate. 
When Kate walks through fire, Kate shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume Kate. That's the end of chapter one. Did you put your name in the verse? I hope that you did. God's word to you is personal. I know it's hard. It's hard to believe that God could even care, but I pinky promise swear he does. So hang in there. Sit with the questions that I asked you in this chapter. Think about your answers before you move into the next chapter. And don't give up on yourself. I know this is hard, but it gets easier as you go. And we're going to go deep, but I'm going to be with you in the deep. And even better yet, the creator of the universe is going to be in the deep with us.